We're momming today with Gail Keller, a mom of two young girls and the author of Full Steam Ahead, Triumphant Tales for Working Women to Overcome Adversity, Fear, and Self-Doubt. Steam as in science, technology, engineering, art is A, art, and mathematics. Hey, Gail. Hey, Lauren. Correct. Yes. Um, So you're an engineer? I am not. I'm a woman in technology. Oh, okay. And that apparently that's rare. Being a woman in tech, it yes, is. as is being an engineer. <laughs> so I guess you got frustrated and you wanted to change things, especially for your children, for your girls, and you were out on a mission to do that? Yes, you could say frustrated would be one of the many adjectives I describe, but we never found out the genders of our girls when I was pregnant. Uh. And so, you know, God always has the last laugh, right? And uh, I thought I'd be a boy mom, so much so I wore all blue to my baby shower. And so being a mom of two girls, I thought, well, the path to parity, we were supposed to close that gap by 2022 or 2023. And we haven't, and we're nowhere close to it. And I thought, well, I can't do it myself, but I owe it to my girls to help pave that way and continue to close that gap. How far away are we, Gail? We're far away. We're far away. And, you know, are we increasing the percentages of women that get degrees and go into these STEAM, well, STEM professions, I should say, and I'll get to that in a second. Are we increasing? Yes, but little by little. And when you look at, you know, going back in time, it's fascinating to me, you know, looking at tech, we're we're still, we've got a long way to go. And, and that's the industry that I know, know the best. And so, you know, they've got like 19% is the study that's out there today that says, women are computer science majors, but 38% of women in the workforce are in the computer science fields. And if you peel back that onion a little bit more, Lauren, 25% of women represent large tech companies. So that's Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft. What do you mean 25% represent big tech? So 25% of females work in large work tech. there oh wow it's combined if they do does does that mean they might be working in human resources or marketing correct, correct. so i love technology i can't fix a broken computer but <laughs> I mean, sales marketing and so that's why for me steam is so important all the research that's out there is all for stem and so you've got your battles today where they say okay STEM, you stay on this side of the fence. STEAM, there's a group for you. And A stands for arts, like you mentioned earlier, Lauren. And I was an A that went into T, technology. And so if I can do it, anyone can do it. In any of these industries, right, even engineering, like you said a few minutes ago, they need accountants, they need salespeople, marketing people, customer service people. And so, you know, it's real important that if you have a passion for something to follow your aspirations, well, let me ask you this. Is it just that maybe many women, many females are just not interested in this field? Absolutely. And that's okay, right? And that's also why I have the A in there. Because you don't have to be interested in STEM. A is arts, right? I was a journalism major. So it's really for anyone, even stay-at-home moms. That's a huge job. And so that A is any, for me, for STEAM is any industry. So even if you don't have a passion for the STEM fields, you have a passion for something. But what's holding you back? What? Well, what I think is lack of confidence, the inability to take risks. And compared to men, I've seen it. I'm a firm believer. 
women don't take risks. If we do, we mull it over too long and the opportunity can pass us by. So your book has nothing to do with getting more women in science-type fields. Well, Your book has to do with leveling. What does your book have to do with? Yes. So (laughs) I'm a little confused. Yes, yes. So I'm all about STEAM, right? And so what I do is it's a how-to book to calculated risks in your career to reinvent your professional life. Okay. Book title is called Full Steam Ahead. Triumphant Tales for Working Women to Overcome Adversity, Fear, and Self-Doubt. Excuse me. And my wish, Lauren, for this book is that this book gives a voice to women who struggle with indecision. Bottom line. So I want women to see their unique characteristics as game-changing superpowers that will aid them in taking calculated risks in their personal, professional lives that elevate themselves, expand themselves, you know, push boundaries. But isn't it, it okay? It, couldn't it be a personality trait and and a, a positive one that women may not take risks because they're considered more secure, more stable, maybe in certain aspects, a better money manager? Sure, if that fulfills you. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't fulfill you, that's where I flip the side and say you have innate superpowers. And so I have this five pillar methodology around calculated risk-taking, and it's worked for me. And so that's what my book's about. It's really a how-to book for working women, but I didn't want to write a how-to book because there's so many business books out there. I'm a visual learner. I love storytelling. So my five-pillar methodology is centered around clarity, courage, decisiveness, confidence, and balance. And I call them superpowers for a reason because they're positive. There's steps that we can take in our life. And whether you, like you said, you don't have to take a risk as long as you're fulfilled. But there's so many women, moms out there that are unfulfilled or feel lost, right? We become moms and we lose part of our identity. We want part of our old self back. We like our new self. Where's that balance? Where's that integration? And there's struggles that happen. And my book is more of an uplift for women. More Momming Today with Gail Keller right after this. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. 
We're back today on our Momming Today with Gail Keller about giving women the confidence to take risk, which could advance them in their in their careers. You just gave us the, the shorthand how-to list, Gail. Do you have any stories that you'd like to share from the book uh, about a woman who did or did not do it the right way and later learned their lesson? Sure, sure. So my book is nonfiction. And so each character, there's five diverse characters. It's a bunch of stories from women all over the globe that go into each character. And spoiler alert, some of those stories are mine. I won't <laughs> confirm or deny which ones. But, you know, it, it struggles out there, right? The indecision that I mentioned, um, there's, you know, the gender bias that's out there, there's still sexual harassment, and all of that plays into confidence. And so why is it when we're little, we have all this confidence, especially girls, and we lose it along our journey, right? And so sometimes we have to to shine ourselves to bring that confidence back. And so that's really why. What why do little about. girls lose their confidence? They don't. I'm saying from little to adulthood. Yeah, what happens it. in the process is what I'm saying. You know, there's a few things, I think. And so you hear a little, you, you even see, I see it with my girls. Johnny climbs that tree. Nobody says anything. The little Mary runs and climbs that tree. Oh, Mary, be careful. You might fall. Be careful. And I have to say, no, no, no. Right? You got to let them try. If they fall, they get back up again. Try, try again. Hopefully they don't get that hurt. Right? Unless it's something that's... Well, Gail, that, that's exactly it. We're going to be careful and not as likely to be risk takers because we were always told to be careful. Yeah. So somewhere that gets in our head. Right? And so, in my opinion, men are better risk takers. And so I want to empower other women to say, I can do this too, if they want to, to your earlier point, mm -hmm. right? But if there's hopes and dreams, but there's indecision, there's doubt, how do you work through that? And that's what my five pillar methodology is all about. Got it. Can you give us another example? Another example is being over, spoken over, you know, being the only woman in the boardroom and being spoken over or remaining quiet because they can't work their way in, but they have a really good point. And the meeting's over, and the woman says, oh, I should have spoken up, right? And doesn't. And so it's not the man's fault. My view in this book and one of my characters, her name is Scylla, is to say, okay, take an interpersonal look at yourself and let's go through some examples, some tactics, some tools, some strategies on how you can speak up in that meeting, in that boardroom full of all men. And when you have a great idea, how do you insert yourself? How? <laughs> through the next time. Well, listen to your gut, Right. And if it's, if it's, if it's, you know, use your voice, if you can't use your voice, raise your hand, stand up, do it all respectfully, of course. But, you know, all far too often that happens. And that that happened to me. And I looked at myself and said, Okay, what can I do to, to change the situation before pointing the finger at someone else? Yeah, these, these are excellent tips. What, what else have you? I mean, we are women. So, <laughs> so we, we, we know and understand everything that, that you're finding, but maybe we didn't realize you know, I, I never realized, oh, maybe I was always told to be careful growing up. You know, right. what, what else did you find? There's like, oh, duh. Oh, I got a good one. Got to be nice. No, we don't have to be nice. However, Wait a minute. I tell my son to be nice all the time and my daughter. Well, be kind. But you have to be respected and respectful of others. It's not always about being nice. And I've seen where that rubber doesn't meet the road in the workplace. So we don't speak up because we're told to be nice, right? We don't have that confrontation. And confrontation isn't always bad. 
sharing your ideas isn't always bad. They might not be the chosen suggestions, but as long as you're heard, you feel respected. Yeah. As long as you listen, you're perceived as someone that respects the other person. Okay, so don't be careful. Don't be nice. Don't be quiet. What else? <laughs> so, yeah, there's some of that, but you have to work through it, right? And so that's why this book, I'm just not telling women, oh, go and do it, right? Because to your point earlier, some some things we can't do, right? We don't, don't have the same superpowers. That's what makes us unique. But if we tap into, ooh, I want to try it, how do I try it? Those are the tools that are sprinkled in my book to empower women to do so. What female characteristics really work for getting ahead? Well, being assertive in the workplace and knowing how to, right? And that's sprinkled in my book. I think setting, being very thoughtful about your aspirations. What are you good at? What do you like? And what don't you like? Make a pros cons list, right? And that might sound, oh, ha ha ha. Yeah, no, do it. You've got then this visual reference to say, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that opportunity because I don't like doing those things. And then have patience, right? Have the faith in yourself to follow what tugs at your heart heartstrings, what makes your gut talk to you or not. Yeah. And have a trusted circle. That's one of my biggest things. So people that you trust. Because yes, you have to work hard, prove yourself, be qualified. But having a trusted circle of mentors and sponsors, I wish I knew what those were in my 20s. Everybody threw out mentor. Okay, great. And they're very, very important. But I think it's a four-legged stool. Number one is invest in yourself. Number two is get those mentors. They could be inside the organization. It could be a friend. Could just be someone that you you know admire and just want to bounce ideas off of. Get a sponsor because a sponsor. Yeah, what the difference between a mentor and a sponsor? Yeah, this is amazing to me. I learned this in my thirties, and I'm no longer in my thirties. <laughs> sponsor someone that can speak positively on your behalf behind closed doors. Oh. So let's say you want to get ahead in that organization, and they sit within the organization. Carla Harris is a woman on Wall Street. I interviewed her on my podcast, and she's big into sponsors, and she has one or two different differentiators. But it's so important to have people that will speak positively on your behalf when you're not in the room. And then fourth, the fourth part of that stool are business coaches. And they're people that are with you, that are your champions. Something that I do, the work I do now, they help you see around every turn and get you through those obstacles. And having a blend of that within your trusted circle gives you that empowerment. It gives you that courage to take those leaps. Do you have that conversation with someone how does one become your sponsor? Do you have to say, oh, I, I trust that you might speak positively um, about me when you're in a meeting with the boss or, or et cetera? Or like, how does that conversation happen? I've had conversations with people. Hey, I really admire you. Will you be my mentor? Yeah, sure, of course. But I've never heard it say, will you be my sponsor? Mm -hmm. It kind of happens organically. Organically, yeah. And that's when people, this whole thing of allyship, right? That's a newer word out there the last few years. It's not just about men uplifting women. It's about women uplifting women. It's about people that are ahead of us in their career that see that we're qualified and help pave the way for us and pull us up that ladder. And so they see something in you. There's this mutual exchange. You feel safe that you can trust them. And it goes from there. So, so like for me, it was my boss's boss. 
Hmm. And it was a little bit awkward at first, but my boss said, no, 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 you don't have to tell me when you have one-on-ones with my boss. He wants to work with you. He wants to see you through. And this gentleman got me in front of uh, 10,000 people where I got to be a part of the core note of this large organization, which was game changing for me. And so many people resonated with what I had to say that I felt called to do the work I'm doing today to empower other women in this season of life that I'm in. As we close this out, because, you know, I thought we were going to talk in the beginning. I'm trying to put it all together in my head. I'm like, well, this she's not really talking about science and math and engineering. You're talking about empowerment. Um, How would you want to close this out? Well, how I'd like to close this out is bring it back to why you're scratching your head. I've got a prequel coming out. And so I'm working on some children's books and a children's toy line, Girls in Steam, where they're going to be more focused on industry-specific activities and games, but also their superpowers, which are clarity, courage, decisiveness, confidence, and balance. So more to come on that next year, but I just saw it was so important to do this sort of prequel of my brand. So there's continuity. So girls don't lose their confidence when they become adults. If we see it, we can become it. So is that, and I know you're not going to give you might a not know them, but b you're not going to you know tell us what they are. But is is that you know maybe using blue instead of pink, or is is it using pink and using pink in a big way? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yes, it's using pink in a big way, but okay. it's using some 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 colors too, right? Because not not every girl likes pink. Yep, and that's okay. Yep. So each character has her own color that she embraces. Because remember a few years ago. Um, it was, we started talking about how ugh, one should not say, don't run like a girl. And then that was twisted to, no, run like a girl, because that's fast. I, what's your take on that, on where we are now with um, differentiating the sexes? Well, everything's non-binary today, right? Oh, yeah. So I think there's less of a light shining on that, but it's, it's more about running at your pace. Do your very best. Practice makes what? Perfect. Perfect. I say no. Mm. Practice makes progress. Okay. Yeah. As long as you're moving one degree in the right direction, you're making progress. I like that. I should use that with my daughter because she all she says to me lately is, Mom, you want me to be perfect? I'm like, no, I want you to try your best and that'll be close to perfect. But no, practice makes progress. Yeah, but it's so hard as a mom because that's how, you know, we were raised, right? And and make be perfect, be perfect. We can do all the things. We can't do all the things. We're sandwiching in what we can in those little windows of time we have before those little beings, those beautiful beings that we created come home from school. <laughs> that's actually the worst part of the day with the energy <sighs> that comes home <laughs> between what? Th- for me, it's like 3.30 and 5. It's like, whoa, yeah. off the walls. <laughs> I think the morning is harder. I don't do mornings, but I, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do afternoons. Oh, man, my nanny does the mornings. <laughs> oh, When I take goodness. off and I do it, I'm like, okay, tell me what I missed. How do I do this? <laughs> you know, it's a whole routine. I just jump into it, not really knowing what that routine is. I'm like, yeah. am I going to the right schools? What floor? Drop off, bring in. Let me know. <laughs> We're good on our feet. That improvisation oh, kicks gosh. in. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music app or just hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player. Gail Keller, thank you very much. Thank you, Lauren. It's been an honor and pleasure.
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.